welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only podcast, Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, officially sponsored by the Kaipa Corporation. Hello, I'll be your therapist here today. My name is Sarah McCostumes, and how did this deal make you feel? <laughs> I'm Max, and um, actually his name is Professor Frank's Monster. I'm Audrey, aka Sigmund Freud, found gagged in Miami. Good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Dan, aka Femboy Carivo. <laughs> Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> cool. Ah, oh, folks, these were great fucking episodes. Uh-huh. Yugi is good. Yugi is good. So I fucking is so good. fucking good. I'm so in love with Hunter Chase. Who? <laughs> that, 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 that does sound like his name, actually. That's a pretty good name I, for him. He's named, he's named after... <laughs> Hunter Chase, you're named after the two bravest frat boys I know. <laughs> I assume that's uh, Enjo, the the yeah, Speed Skull King, the previous yeah. champion. Yeah, Skull. Yeah, Higashikata Jobin, Speed King. He's cool. This, he he definitely watches monkey cartoons and uh, drinks uh, jelly beans out of a martini glass. Uh huh. <laughs> sure does. Uh-huh. I don't get these references, but I like to hear about them. They're uh, good. It's a good movie. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's not say anything more regret here, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Impossible to say if it's bad or good. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, the, gamers, I just want to shout out that the vibes in here are, like, immaculate because we're all very excited to go to Max's wedding next week. So, yeah. uh, I guess look out for that. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm marriage yeah. again. They're wedding Wedding too. I mean, we want it to be. It'll be two days before our actual anniversary, but Aww. it's as close as it's as close as we could get it. We wanted to like get married on the day that our wedding was gonna be, which normally makes sense until you realize that we got married like a year before the actual ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Look, sometimes you're, you're just... gonna have to do this every year. Sometimes you're in a loving and committed relationship, and you just want to get married as soon as possible. Exactly. Uh, Mowage. Listen, listen. You can't be a wife guy until you're a wife guy, right? So, that's, like, that's so fucking true. Get busy living as a wife guy, or get busy dying. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get busy wife living, or get busy wife dying. Go Episode on. 17 is Flame Revenger, Speed King, Skull Flame. Those are the five, the six coolest words I've heard in my life. Uh, <laughs> I've been activated. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, episode 17. Surprise, surprise. Okay, alright, look. It, it, it was pretty surprising. <laughs> four four kids, I'm sorry, but you failed to name your episode after, like, one of fucking Flame Hashira and Goku's attacks from Demon Slayer. <laughs> I, think, I think the sub wins on this one. Uh-huh. There's there's significantly less mentions of flames and skulls. Could have done just more of that. Yeah, those are scary, and we can't show them to children. But I mean, they're we in can, Halo. We just can't put them in the episode title. It's literally the tantrum hole comic. <laughs> <laughs> literally, his deck is the tantrum hole comic. Uh-huh. Uh, I 
Again, as you said, I love this man so much. Fucking Muguru Enjo, my beloved. I am so, so happy cool. that he keeps coming back and every time is just like more and more unhinged and he's going faster and faster and faster and everything happens so much. He's the oh, fucking I- like, he's the fucking junior troop of Paper Mario fight. Like he's your rival who's not the main villain, but like he just keeps on showing up like uh-huh. with, with like one new power. I, he's I- like the was a person. Yeah. <laughs> This guy kicks ass. Sorry, Dan, what were you saying? Uh, right, so, uh, sorry, I was just thinking, I was just getting some messages. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm obsessed with this guy. I want him to show up more often. I don't think he can die. <laughs> yeah, he's skeletons, those can't die. Um, he keeps coming back, unlike, uh, Jill to whatever the fuck, because... The episode starts out with the announcer saying, after the tragedy of the second duel, we're in anticipation of the third duel. So the guy's actually dead. We will choose to believe he has passed away. He died for real. He doesn't show up again. Uh-huh. I looked. I, I, I mean, he he's literally dead. It's pretty unambiguous. It's great that it's unambiguous. It's, I, it's pretty I don't know. That he is I don't dead. know how in the dub, though, because... I don't know, he just sort of fell over. Uh, yeah. He's probably he sleepy. fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I... He is in the loser's bracket in these episodes. Well, that's a rigged loser's bracket, though. He was never going to show up. Uh-huh. I, I, I do think that... I, well, I don't, this is Neo Domino City, so I think killing someone during a jail is probably a legal way to kill someone. But, like, 100%. I would possibly think that if she had committed real murder in front of god and everyone in the stadium that she might have been arrested or something but also this is you know it it was during a duel so it's fine no well it's 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 less that you can't kill someone during the duel but more that if you kill someone because of a card in a duel then it's legal yeah the the card did it it wasn't aki if someone dies like it is it is legal it is binding law in kaiba in Neo Domino City law that uh, uh, dying as a result of a card game is considered an honorable death. Right. <laughs> yeah, but like, because from what Mike said, it's like you can't. It's it's not like oh the the deal in an elevator situation where like as if you're in a perilous situation, as long as you're dealing, you can't be hurt. Like it's kind of the opposite situ- situation where like if you are dealing your opponent and then during the deal yes. you get a knife out and shank them with the knife, then that's illegal. But if yeah, you play cheating. knife, the knife trap card, and that card kills them, that's legal. Yeah, it, it actually goes a step further. Uh, uh-huh. Dying in the duel is the only way you get to heaven. It's baptism. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking Valhalla. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, that's, that's the only way you get to see heaven. Uh, otherwise, you go to duel purgatory. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think after the like events of Dark Side of Dimensions, which are clearly in the past from this series, Kaiba sure. has like you know, done technology around the city to do dimensional travel for so that dying in a duel is the only way you get to heaven. Like he did that. Yeah. I mean he, maybe, he, he made maybe sure. like maybe like in our world the Neo Domino Pope has now excused those who don't die in duels and say like just because they don't die in duels doesn't mean they can't get to heaven. Yeah. Um if, if they were too young to duel when they died. But yeah. 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 let's, let's ask Pope Exodius the third what his views on this are. <laughs> Satellites go to hell no matter what. 
All right, let's actually talk about the episode. This is yeah. <laughs> Only duelists go to heaven. Um. Anyway, there's a very funny bit. Okay, so fucking the duel's about to start. Yusei is about to duel. Like, oh, the skull grim reaper, reaper Shinigami man. Who no one's ever dueled him twice because they get to whatever. Blah blah blah. It's some guy. Wonderful. Um. We then see fucking our <laughs> beloved uh, motorcycle skull man, Mukuro Anjo, like just gunning it up the stairs of the arena. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, going sicko mode. He does some hijinks. He knocks some guys out. Um, he puts on a hitman disguise. Yeah. Yeah. So Jaeger, he like w- gets into the building just as like Jaeger is walking through with the Reaper. And... Is this about the rat bit? The, the rat, Audrey? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm so excited about this part. The rat bit's um, so fucking good. I've been so thinking good. about this for days. I know. <laughs> um, so he's like, wa- he gets in just as like, um, Jaeger is coming down the hall with like the Reaper and Jaeger is basically going on. It's like, okay, so you know what to do. Like, you gotta really go extremely hard on Yusei, uh, so you can like draw out his latent power or whatever. And uh, and Joe has just managed to like duck behind um, a corner basically at, to watch them come down. And the Reaper like pauses, and it's the return of card-based martial arts. Uh-huh. Um, it's I have to wonder how heavy these decks are because they're obviously all the cards are obviously made of metal. At least yeah. some I mean... of them. Here's Which just... is what interfaces with the dual disc and also embeds itself into heavy metal surfaces. This makes uh-huh. a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, um, it, it does seem he's mastered, like, the curved throw. Because it just, like, yeah. circles yeah. around into the al- the little alley. Yeah, uh, he's got... yeah he, he, he watched Wanted. Yeah, he, he has, a, it has a full uh, boomerang motion mm-hmm. that goes through. So Reaper, like, notices Enjo in the alley... And like throws a card at it, um, and then there's silence, and then a rat comes out, and he's like, I, or, "Sorry, it was a mouse." Is like, and he goes, "I guess it was just a mouse." And they continued on, and then it cuts over to Enjo <laughs> hiding in the alley with this card embedded into his helmet. Um, pretty good. Yeah, just but, right in there. More importantly <clears throat> than the fact that like he survived that. Jaeger like looks at the rat and is like, "Huh, it's a male rat." Like, what? Jaeger like fucking sees the size of this rat's balls and is immediately like, "Oh, that's a dude rat." Let's continue onward. What? Listen, Jaeger has so much going on with their gender that they're automatically uh, they they have they have like the gender equivalent of gaydar for sure. They are gender. (laughs) I think the thing I'm thinking of. With that specific line, so just to be clear in the dub, it's just like, you got rats, you gotta deal with that. You got a rat problem. It's something like that. Uh But uh, The the gender of the rat is not mentioned. (laughs) The thing I'm thinking of is, in the past I've known people where I would like, post like a fun rat picture and uh, people would just immediately point out if you could see the rat's balls. Yeah, uh, Rats only do this when they're distressed. My <laughs> interpretation is that Jaeger just does so many nasty experiments mm-hmm. with, like, literal lab right- mice and rats mm-hmm. that that he's just like, yeah, I know which ones are males and female. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I do so many sicko experiments <laughs> for fun. <laughs> I made this one eat a pot of greed card last night. I'm keeping an eye on him, seeing what happens. Uh-huh. It pooped times. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, they, they continue onward. 
and we see Yusei's getting ready. He's doing a riding duel, and I guess this tournament is just structured such that if both contestants want to, they can do a riding duel, but you don't have to because he's like yeah. uh-huh. the only one so far in this entire <laughs> bracket that's like, hey, can I do it on a bike this time? Well, I yeah, they let I mean, it makes sense because they can't really make the children ride motorcycles. Right. Uh-huh. Like, it also oh, depends on yeah. who has, has them. Mm. right like this isn't this is this is a farce of a tournament right like the entire setup is a farce the entire setup is there just so they can find the signers um so they invited everyone who they thought was a signer and not all of them like luca certainly doesn't have uh they invited luna so like leo is just like posing as her right but like neither of them have a a runner is is my point um so like you know, a fucking dual tricycle. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so <laughs> That'd be so funny. But yeah, so you know, they're just doing basically whatever they're doing the most extreme version of every duel they can for what the people they want to test have the capability sure. to do. Yeah. Because it's a farce. This tournament sucks. It's a bad tournament with no yeah. rules because it's a farce. Yeah, Good everyone content, here though. is either a signer or an industry plant. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, th- as the can, crowd... You can make money off of uh, concessions, so there's that. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> as everyone once again like sees you say, they start booing him because they see the Dorito on his face. Yeah, um, hey, the, the, fuck that shit, because like, if I was watching a sports tournament and I saw someone who had, like, I guess, visible prison tattoos whatever the fuck or just like if i saw someone and the like info was like oh this person like was in jail i would be like that's that's good fuck that's so great the good for them i'm so happy they're here this is fucking great i would be so yeah. stoked why are all these people up like why is this a city of fucking narcs Hello? because kaiba fostered a hateful society yes yeah, Ka- yeah. kaiba has uh the, the kaiba corp culture is strictly anti-poverty and yeah. not in the sense of anti-people being in poverty, but, well, not anti-poverty in the sense that uh, there shouldn't be anyone in poverty, but more being in poverty is morally wrong. Yeah, like, they don't want to eradicate it, but they'll just be like, oh, if you're in poverty, it's your fault. That's the Kaiba way. Mm. That's the Kaiba way. It's called the Joey Wheeler Laws. Uh, (laughs) The Wheeler Act. Uh Um, Act of 2033. (laughs) God. Uh, and uh, we're introduced to Yusei's opponent, Shira, the resurrected Grim Reaper. And I'm the princesses of power? Yeah. <laughs> and I really like uh, Enzo's bike because it's like a fucking like, Harley Cruiser bike. Like he's sitting so far leaned back on it with like the huge, the really tall like handlebars. Um, he like whips off the cloak and reveals himself to be Enzo Mukuro, not Shira. And it turns out he just fucking like vehicular manslaughtered Shira and stole his yeah. whole shit. It's so like, good. At some point, we cut over to, yeah. to Shira, and he's all like beaten up and surrounded by cards and covered in bruises, and he's like forced to retire. It's very and good. skid marks, specifically skid marks. The dude ran him over with the dual runner. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It's pretty cool. I like yeah. that he did it. Yeah. So like... what? What are card martial arts versus bike? Yeah. Um. Uh... <clears throat> it's, it's, and he he does mostly like the same kind of deck as last time it's all about fucking cool flaming halo skulls mm, mm. 
Although I will say, because uh, at the start of this duel, I wrote down, <laughs> Yusei is going to cream this man in two turns. But no, it's actually a very sick and exciting duel that like, like, Mukuro got better. I'm proud of him. I'm really proud of him. One of the things about Enjo that I find really interesting in this duel specifically, at least, is um, that this is this is the thing that makes me like pog the hardest in Yu-Gi-Oh! is when there are shown alternatives to like traditional uh, victory requirements. Um, mm, right? Sure. Where, like, I'm not sure that it was explicitly stated. I know we get this later on in the series, uh, like once or twice, but it seemed to me implied that like Enjo was trying to win by uh, through speed as opposed to through life yeah. points. Um, yeah. I it's like a possible, like that is a possible win condition. I don't know what's like involved with it, but I felt like it was lapping him. Like that's yeah, what it like... Like towards the end is if you are able to lap your opponent, you win. Um, yeah, because of the way that um, speed counters work, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like seeing that approach as opposed to he was like fuck life points. I'm just going really, really fast as fast as I can, which was like really. Like, interesting, especially for, like, a one-episode duel. Yeah, going like, fast, ultimate win cons in the show. It's cool. Going fast makes like, him feel alive. Going fast really does make him feel alive. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, no, because um, last episode I was on was the episode with Tom and Nina. Um, and, like, we did talk about how, like, the the speed seems to, like, not really be such a mechanic. Like, what are they going to, like, lap each other? What's going on? And then it turns like all those sort of questions we had are answered here and now. Um, it's very exciting to me. Did yeah, a competently made show. Who'd have guessed it? Fucked up. Fucked um, up. Uh, it's just, it's really cool. Like, the, the whole kind of crux of the duel is that, like... <clears throat> Enjo is playing cards to prevent Yusei's speed from going up and, like, raising Enjo's speed whenever Yusei tries to raise his own speed. Um, so he's, like, on the back foot the entire time. Um, I And I noticed that there's, like, 12 speed counters. Yeah, which means you can only go up to 12, which means there is, in fact, a speed limit in the duels. Well, well, yes, seeing... yes and no, because... That is the maximum, but I I believe based on what we hear in this episode that there are ways to be to go beyond the maximum. Um, oh, l- literally, Audrey. Not. I mean, it wouldn't be an anime if you couldn't go yeah. beyond your limits. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. there's one card in in uh, uh, specifically that Enjo uses that says when you have twelve or more speed counters. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 my notes literally say, I bet there's a 13th speed level that's like... Yeah, there are definitely ways level. that you can get beyond on the limit because of that card that says if you have 12 or more speed counters. I'm t- mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Like, I, I'm just thinking right now... Hmm? I said, I hope we get to see that. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I'm thinking right now on, like, some, you know, inevitable se- several seasons from now when a character breaks his speed limit and it's going to be, like, the sickest shit I've seen in my entire life. Like, I'm just ready, all ready for it. <laughs> um... One of the, they, sorry, just really quickly, one of the other things that is actually great about this is, once again, the, the use of CGI in this episode. Yeah! It looks it's clean. The use of CGI, I, like, I say this every episode where it's used, but, yeah. like, I'm blown away every single time by how good the CGI looks uh, in, it, in this show. Uh, I think it's because it's used very sparingly. And it's, like, especially, like, it is used whenever it's time to go fast and like it feels fast 
the CGI yeah. does. Um, because it like it makes it smooth and fast and it for especially for the speed deals it really works. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it it looks good and it makes me pog really hard. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um Yeah, it's not like a, like a 2019 isekai anime where the horses are CG because they're harder to draw. Yeah. yeah. This is from 2008 and the CG again. It, it's limited CG, but like it, it's very well done, especially for how I old think, it is. Yeah, I think that is the key to it, is that it's used very sparingly and used in, like, very specific moments. Like, it's it's very thoughtful use yeah. of CGI. Um, yeah. Like, it works really well. I'm blown away by how well it works, actually, because it shouldn't. It like, shouldn't. This is, this is a 2008 anime with CGI in it. It shouldn't work, um, but it does. So, like, I have huge respect to the animators, actually, for their, like, sense of cinematography, which is a ridiculous thing to say about Yu-Gi-Oh! But, like, I, right. here we are. <laughs> here we are. I just think this is a good show is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing I want to shout out for this deal, because... I, it's listen. Going fast makes him feel alive. I don't know that I have much else to say, but I really want to shout out the sick fucking skeleton centaur. Yeah, oh, Speed I King Skull Flame. I fucking love so this fucking dude. Cool. That's the coolest d- d- monster I've ever seen in my life. Holy fuck! Like, it's it, he is a fucking skeleton centaur on fire. Like that's fucking badass. And he's got like a fucking vampire cloak. It's great. It's so it's cool. It's just fucking sick. Skeleton world. <laughs> uh, as he duels, like Godwin up in the box, basically, you know, he heaps on wanting Yusei to pull out Stardust Dragon to win, but like he doesn't even know that Yusei didn't even put it in his deck because Yusei's saving it for Jack, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yusei does. He's saving it for marriage. Um, he second marriage. <laughs> second marriage uh unfortunately he wins by once again summoning uh, <laughs> Nit- Nit- <laughs> he, he once again wins by summoning the despicable nitro warrior hate to see this fucking loser yeah really I, my nose is like oh come on man not this guy <laughs> okay. get him out of here okay i i don't okay i'm a listen i don't get he's fine he looks fine like this is the first episode that I actually have paid attention to how he looks. Like you guys, you guys are talking about the funny little man who does the splits, right? The fucking horrific Groot beast that has a giant turbo ass. Okay, I need to look at pictures of Nitro War because I have no idea. Yeah. Here I'm posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm posting an image. He looks and bad. He looks bad. He has a a, a big slappy, yeah. and that's not great. Um, yeah, he he has the fucking turbo ass. He, he does have a turbine. He's really vascular, and I just I don't like the weird like stone carved he's armor. It looks like he's wearing. The, okay, he he just he might he be just fine. Gas he needs to expel. Like, come on. Okay. My, my thing with him, like, he, yeah, he's not like the worst thing I've seen in my entire life. The problem is like fucking nitro synchron's worse to look at. Well, the, the problem. No, 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 no. The the problem is that like Turbo Warrior and or you say's other two synchros, the fucking like Mothman and the Metal Pompadour are so much fucking cooler than this guy could ever hope to be. Yeah. Uh, this guy looks like uh he looks like one of those C- CG Bionicle films. He looks like a Chimera ant. Wow, he really does ant. Like Damn, a really, really low level one. Uh, yeah. One of the other things I want to say is that um before this happens while uh you know um 
everyone's watching this duel and Godwin in, in partic- Godwin has a little Palpatine moment where he's basically Yeah, he, should, he has a lot of Palpatine moments. <laughs> summon summon crystal dragon, do it. Do it. Jack, Jack Atlas Jack comes in and, and looks at Jaeger and Godwin and is like, "What are you two fucking talking about in here?" Yeah, like Eggman. <laughs> Yeah, like, this whole deal, he's just so ominous. Like, the episode ends with him just, like, looking down ominously over the deal arena. You're like, hmm, okay. It, it, I it's person. No. J- Jack is, in that moment, that Tumblr post of, like, the professor going, like, Bebop, Bogus Binted, me in the crowd about ready to heat my fucking lid. <laughs> That's a Jack. He's just fucking so goddamn pissed off whenever Jaeger and Godwin start, like... Being in cahoots with each other. What talking about in here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah, pretty Is much. It... I just, I do want to shout out that obviously McGrew, like, loses and his bike, like, stops and blows up and skids and, like, goes, um, and he like, comes back and is like, hi, man, like, that was a really fun deal. Like, it's a duelist respect. I had a lot of fun and, like, comes back and, like, checks on him and he's just, he's just fucking nice. I, I actually I want to talk about and Joe's reaction to this, where he just starts laughing hysterically. Little little, you've heard of Panic at the Disco. Now introducing mental breakdown at the dual track. Hysteria. Me- mental hysteria. breakdown at the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about video games now, because the next one's a two-parter. Yeah. We'll do yeah. it now. We'll, let's try and do this one a little quicker because we also have like, yeah. a bunch of questions yeah, yeah. this week. my video games machine since the last time we recorded which was like a month ago vash got your ass listen i've become trigon pilled but oh also you know what i'm gonna fucking shout out my vash the stumpy 2023 pattern that you can go to sarahmccostumes.itch.io and download for a fiver that's what i did instead of playing video games please cosplay the nation's baby girl thank you (laughs) popcorn max Hi, uh, I'll keep it quick. I've been playing a lot of Chained Echoes. It's a top-down pixel art RPG uh, that's like really reminiscent of both retro RPGs and modern RPGs. It's like you really fucking tell the Xenoblade DNAs in this game, the way like the kind of world map design is, and just running around open areas, collecting little things on the ground, fighting unique named monsters. Um, seems to be a pretty cool story, a lot of political intrigue. I'm still decently early on. I haven't even unlocked the fucking mech suits that you can ride around in. One of them is just a Gundam. Wow. Um it's it's cool. Music's good. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Very pleasing turn-based combat um, uh, mechanics where you have to kind of like keep your keep your like overheat meter in like the green so you can do more damage and take less damage. Fun game. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'll have more to say the more I play. Popcorn Dan. All right. Um, so of course I've only been playing. I've been, I've been away for a couple weeks, but uh, there's only one game I can really talk about uh, that I've been playing. Which is, of course, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, 
I've been playing alongside our, uh, other hosts of the show, Argyle. Uh, we've been we've been sort of going through uh, the Shadowbringers patch content. That includes uh, trials, raids, uh, the MSQ, and you know it's good shit. There's uh, I can't I can't like I don't want to like elaborate too much, but like there's I did find out while doing the second near raid. That uh, Yoko Taro, who of course collaborated on it because he's the near guy, uh, had to like had an idea that had to get turned down because it's so batshit. <laughs> uh, so uh, in the in the second near raid, uh, right before like the the actual boss of the the uh, raid and not like the mini bosses, there's this long hallway full of like. Uh, it basically just like where it's like constantly like shooting lasers and stuff and you have to dodge them there's like there's of course like warnings in advance but there's a lot to like manage and uh yoko taro's idea was that if any of the 24 players gets hit by this they have to start all over again uh, no that doesn't seem good no no that he got it turned down Thank uh, fuck. Uh, Yoko Taro is a man who likes to put really mean but extremely funny ideas into uh, his games. Uh, like, here's another one. The reason I stopped playing Nier uh, back in like 2000 whatever the fuck. Uh, if uh, there's like a gardening mechanic and you have to like maintain it daily... Uh, in real time, and if oh you, God. like, miss a day, uh, the crops go bad. Fucking drip. Uh, okay, that's, that's enough out of me. Audrey. Uh, Audrey. Audrey sorry, Audrey? can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, oh. I muted myself accidentally. I thought I was unmuting myself, but I wasn't. Welcome I was back. muting myself. Hi! Uh, yeah, I've been playing, um, Buddy Simulator 1984. Um, it wants to be Undertale so bad it makes it look stupid. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, it's not like a bad game. It's an interesting game. I think I'm going to be finished with it pretty quickly, actually. Um, it frames itself as a horror game, so... Um, like, you get, like, a bit of that as you go on. Um, it's somewhere, like, between Undertale so far and Doki Doki Literature Club. Um... So, like, the concept of it is, like, it starts, what, what is, I will, I will give it credit for, so it takes the idea of, like, machine learning and AI learning um, really far. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, the, the concept of it is really good. Like, you start off as, it's supposed to be from, like, a, a game from 1984. So it starts off as, like, a Zork-style text adventure, basically. Um, and then, so you, like, create your buddy and your buddy is trying to create this game for you so it starts off as a text adventure and then it becomes a 2d game and then it becomes a 2.5d game what which is where i'm at right now i'm assuming it's going to go fully 3d at some point um but like the idea that like this ai is figuring out things about you and like creating new technology to adapt to you is like really interesting but like, it borrows... The 2D game is, like, straight-up Undertale, down to the music. Um, 
and um, the 2.5D game has been interesting. So it's like, the execution isn't the best necessarily, and like the scares are fairly predictable that I've had so far. Like there are moments where it's like the entire screen will glitch out, and you have to like quit the game and start it up again. Um, and you know there will be like ominous messages that flash on your screen. So like the scares are fairly predictable, but it's an interesting game, and I like I really like the concept of it. Uh, it's just like the execution sort of feels like. An homage to several other games, but like not as good as any of the games that it's mm. uh, referencing. But you know, it's an interesting experience if you guys want like a, a an immersive horror game or whatever that really feels like, you know, again like Doki Doki Literature Club that you're like in it. What's the game mm. called again? Uh, Buddy Simulator 1984. Cool. This is literally 1984. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Well, before we turn off our 5G towers, um, <laughs> we'd like to give a special thank you to our $10 patrons whose names we read out in the episode. And uh, we've, we have special guest, the announcer from 5Ds. Uh-huh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's in the room with their, us right now. To say their names. So a very special thank you to Solid Snack, Danielle Kalaskis. Hey, it's Ken. Jazz Dumpster, Kether Teradine, Nero Wyvern, Pagliacci Proto J, Sabrina Steele, Sarvis, A Review, and Draven. Thank you, Max. I'm gonna need one of us to do that every single episode from now on. Yeah, okay, time. cool. We gotta bring the no, fucking. You just, you just volunteered to do it next time. I sure fucking did. You sure did. <laughs> bring it uh, the fuck on. Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Five Houses, episode 18. The Ancient Forest, Invitation to the Spirits World. They added two to Fire Emblem. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, episode 18, Return to the Spirit World, part one. Damn, I wonder what the next episode's gonna be called. Who could guess? <laughs> <laughs> Who could guess? Uh, so, fucking, um, my first note is that Clown Bibby is at the devil prison from Chainsaw Man, and he's making a devil contract with a fucked up little guy. Yeah, he's sticking his head inside fucking Professor Frank to see the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, except the, the thing is like we see like the ominous shadow of like a, a figure who's gonna be chilling in the next episode and then he is revealed to be the most normal looking man ever yeah he's fucking, he has a beret <laughs> he no he looks Sarah's, like, right. Sarah's right he is the most normal looking man ever he, he looks he, the beret and like this like outfit he's got that's like sort of like a sort of meant to evoke like some sort of like sci-fi priest just really makes me think of legend of the galactic heroes he actually yeah, his kind of looks like a chinese vampire i was gonna yeah, say little, it's quite he, chinese he's a tag. um yeah like he's wearing fucking hanfu but like yeah. have you guys more like no what like the Ch- chinese vampires look like yeah, yes yeah, I'm yeah it does look no. like that yeah this 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 mf hopping around Googling Chan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you 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 seen it. Yeah, he's cool looking. I mean, like, just dis- despite being the most normal man in the world, he's still like you know d- interesting enough because he's also a fucking like assassin therapist. This yeah, okay, Hannibal Lecter type <laughs> motherfucker. Wait, is- I just 
I, I want to talk about this for a second, actually. This, yeah, this, sure. this plan, this plan from F Jaeger to hire an assassin to hypnotize an 11-year-old. I, like, genuinely... I mean, I don't know if he's textually, like, uh, told he's an assassin, but it really just seems like he's hired a therapist to deal a child. Like um, a fucked in, up one. In my, in my fan subs, he, spe he specifically refers to himself as a, an assassin. Mm -hmm. uh, like, in in the dub, he's like, he's like a he's like some sort of weird doctor guy. He's like a hypnologist, demonologist. Uh, not an assassin, huh? Jeez, four kids. Not an Assassins, assassin. we we all know what they do. We can't have that. Um, he is the I think scariest like Yu-Gi-Oh antagonist opponent we've oh, had in this show so far. It was really funny reading the comments on Crunchyroll because everyone is like, I, this guy's so fucking creepy. I hate him. He's so clearly like the most evil character. Like there's something very, very like, especially in Yu-Gi-Oh, a show where like all the villains are complete fucking lunatics. Like yeah. this guy who's like much more like quietly insidiously evil the way he just keeps on going like, sa, sa. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's bad ASMR. I hate it. This guy sucks. So I think like there's like two things about it. One is that it's like understated, but the other thing about it is that it's specifically targeting a child. Yes, it's right. it's genuinely like, like being, uncomfortable. Like, like I feel like if he were doing his shtick with like you say, it wouldn't be nearly as uncomfortable. But the fact that yeah. he's doing this with Luca, who's like a very clearly vulnerable child who had yeah. a traumatic experience in her past that is now being dragged out again, makes it like so so much worse. Not great. Yeah, it honestly it reminded me of one of the more fucked up Magnus Archives episodes where there's like there's like a therapist that like keeps gaslighting the listener. Um, oh and yeah, like, and it's like yeah, read and it's like the like the content warnings are like if if you really just just if you're at all fucking mentally ill and you're insecure about that just don't listen to this one huh? Um, and it's like just incredibly fucked up and sinister. It's like it's a good episode, um, but it just it really is like. Hannibal Lecter level of fucked up shit um, and it's like incredibly real because like later on in the episode <coughs> or later on in like the second part of the episode like he does go sicko mode and like kind of just like start being louder and freaking out and then he becomes less scary than he was in the first half yeah be be because it's like oh okay he's like clearly like more vulnerable now and not like totally in control yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's I mean, when he was totally in control that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot. Yeah, as, as Sarah just mentioned, there's a lot about like the manipulation aspect of it that mm. is like really, like really not just like scary, but like heinous. Yeah. Right, like it's 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 not so much that he's like particularly scary. It's just like, oh, you are like evil to the bone. It's like, like yeah, you have no morals. There is no honor code that you live by whatsoever. Like you are doing the most fucked up shit mentally to someone who is the most vulnerable to this yeah. sort of thing, mm -hmm. um, and without like, any compunctions about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of the, the way there's actually gets set up and plays out in the episode so what happens is coin baby makes contract with the hannibal devil from chainsaw man um and then there's kind of a whole bit in the arena where they're like oh we're gonna have a losers bracket and one of the losers is gonna get randomly selected to be able to duel again oh i wonder who it's gonna be um 
<laughs> which I find very funny because we did do that in Cup of Greed one time. We did do that in yes. Cup of Greed one time. But we actually randomly selected our duelist. list. Um, yeah, because we were just like, oh, fuck, we got to fill this in. Ah, yeah, beans. I think we just needed a 16th person. Um, so obviously um, Luca gets selected because uh, Godwin wants to see her duel to see if she's a signer or not. Yeah. Um, Oh, before you continue, can I say what I found to be the funniest line in this in, in these entire three episodes, though? Funnier than it's a male rat? Yes. <laughs> um, is, is the announcer, when the announcer gets, like, this, this missive, basically, that they're going to do a loser's bracket, he announces it by going, Yay, we have an emergency on our hands! Cool! <laughs> and listen, Which in, is, like, extremely funny. The real emergencies. Um, um, but yeah, this time, because, like, uh, obviously, Luya dealed in his sister's place last time, this time they're both in the stands and the spotlight goes on the real Luca and, like, the actual real Luca has to deal. Um, we get a bit of Luca backstory here. Yeah. Um, so, this is nuts to me. Uh, so... If you, Jack, again, back in, back in HQ, Jack is, once again, what the fuck are you two talking about um, <laughs> on all of this? And, you know, Godwin finally, like, deigns to respond to him this time and is like, yeah, so, you know, we've been watching uh, this girl for uh, a while now, uh, ever since we heard about an incident that happened eight years ago. She was already a dueling prodigy at three years old. What are you talking Hawk? What? That is an infant, Godwin. Hey, she what? Was yeah, she was she was beating professional duelists at three years old. She's good at it. Um, duelist. But then, just like my favorite boy, Rio, uh, she fell into a coma after playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> um... So this is, we get like the explicit understanding here. I know it was talked about, mentioned earlier in the episode where they meet, you say. Um, but like the explicit understanding here that um, Luca speaks to card spirits. Card spirits yeah. are and Luca speaks in, in 5D still and they, and Luca speaks to them. Um, I actually really like the expansion of lore because this is kind of what I hoped that GX would do, but didn't. Um, but the idea, like, Jaeger is the one who says that it's like, you know, the origin of dual monsters is still unknown. Um, but, like, several ancient civilizations clearly had a connection to them, um, including the Nazca. And I'm like, that's what I want to see. I want to see different like a history of different people encountering this mystical force and interpreting it as best they can. Um, like that makes so much sense to me that like, again, the ancient um, Mayans or whatever uh, also had to deal with uh, figuring this out in the same way that the ancient Egyptians did. Yeah. Um, it, it also like gives better justification to like the season four stuff from dual monsters. Like, like, they they established like another ancient civilization that had dual monsters. It's just throughout all all history, all cultures had to deal with this in some way. Yeah, it's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, world building. The, the, many are saying the show is good and well considered. On a goofier world building. Note, on a goofier note, I do want to note that uh, uh, as they're like going through this stuff, uh, they're like bringing up little hollow displays, and they've all got like. 
the same bit of like Lorem Ipsum style text where it's just like it's like this every single one has like this weird like string of like nonsense written on them. It's yeah, Lorem Ipsum dealist. Um, uh-huh. blah blah blah. Uh, great stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so although Nick, that's and I I do want to clarify that's not in the Japanese because in the sub like it's it's Japanese text. This what? is just in the four kids. Yeah, no. In the oh, sub, did you check to see? Yes, I did. I because I I, I, I I watched the episode after I saw Dan's screen cap. God God forbid kids are encountered with an alphabet they don't understand. But that's... yeah, no, that was in that was in the four kids. I, I just so assume that was in the sub because that's nope. something you can get away with if you can't like read like uh, Roman script. Yeah, no, it was not. just it was Japanese. I don't know what it right. says because I don't read Japanese, but it sure was, was. Were they at least different blocks of text? I was... did not pay that much attention. I was just like, oh, interesting. Uh-huh. This is like kanji and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. So she's getting ready to duel, and it, her opponent is revealed to be Professor Frank, the duel counselor, <laughs> the most normal-looking uh, man. As as he mm-hmm. talks to her, she like you know she has a pretty bad feeling about the sky, and she hears we hear a very Karibo esque noise come from her deck. Uh-huh. Um, just very quickly, as they say, if you can't duel, teach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so they, they begin the duel. Uh, Luca plays Sunny Pixie, whatever. She has a fairy deck. And and Frank plays this thing called Symmetry Rorschach. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Which like it, it looks kind of like a butterfly at first, and, and it mimics her uh, monster. Oh, is that what you're seeing, Max? Well, that it, wasn't it looks what like I two, saw. It, it, it looks like two bears high fiving. Um, but he he talks it looks about like Jimmy doing a pose. <laughs> That's what I want. He talks to about how how you feel determines what the monster looks like, and Yanagi in the crowd yells out, "It looks like Crystal Skull." Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking. I love this guy's obsession with this yeah. fucking stupid thing. I'm glad that's still in, that's in both versions. Uh, yeah. yeah, he loves Crystal Skull, but eventually I think, it turns. I think in in the deal, Professor Frank is like, ah, oh, the the test will take the shape of the thing that you most are afraid of. I I don't I don't think that's how the test works. I don't think the test even works. My my guy. So okay. Yeah. Sure. It's literally <laughs> just it it. That's not like the point of it. Yeah. It's just what do you. Th- what do you think it looks like? That's reflected in yeah. the mental state. Yeah. <laughs> think, 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 think of the, think of a cool Pokemon. What do you see? What does happen here is extremely fucked, though. A um, lot of this is extremely yep, fucked. Yep, Be yep, more yep. specific. But this, I, I, this was actually like the worst moment for me. Um, where so, you know, Luca continues staring into this like roar shark butterfly, and it's. It turns into, as she looks at it, it turns into a fairy from her deck. And yeah. then its jaw unhinges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, its head, like, snaps to the side. Yeah, its jaw unhinges all the way back. And, like, a evil bug head comes out from it. And I'm just like, that's all right. Uncool. Yeah. Because <laughs> one thing that we didn't really touch on, because we weren't really talking about the jail, we were just talking about the fucked up man, like... So much of what happens in these episodes doesn't happen like in reality. Like it is yeah. all either like yeah. We obviously we go to like the deal spirit plane as suggested by the title of the episode, but it's also just happening in Luca's mind. Um, and like what is actually on the field is like both they are just standing there. Yeah. Um, and like it is all in her head in a very sinister way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just sort of like mo- 
they're just like giving out like the dual directions and monotone. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, she draws Karibon, uh, which I have put down in my no- notes as Karibo, because there's a little nasty bone. rat yeah. tail. I love Damn. the nasty I rat mean, tail. Nasty rat tail. Okay, rat but it's good if you adorable. put a bow on it. Sorry. No. I don't like this thing. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like its nasty fucking rat tail. <laughs> but it's got a bow on it. It's adorable. How, can it be Matt, how does it feel to be wrong? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever experienced it. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, like, uh, he... Or, the Karibon does seem to be... It has, like, a bow. It has eyelashes. The dub does keep using he, him pronouns. So I so oh, I yeah. just assume it, Hell yeah. it's, it's a fanboy Karibo. Uh, a fanboy Karibo. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it what its, like, Karibo effect is. Because uh-huh. it just kind of... It exists more as, like, it just, like... To get owned and killed forever than to actually like do anything in the duel. Yeah, I mean, like um, it's it's her buddy. You know, it's her buddy. It's her buddy. Um, what happens is she's kind of like forced to play this ancient forest card. Yeah, and... like fucking Professor Hannibal Frank does like act like straight up hypnotism on her. Yeah, her eye, her eyes do the Yu-Gi-Oh thing where like the pupils go away. Do you actually want to know Caribbean's effect? Yeah, what does it do? Yes. Yeah, um, if this card is attacked by your opponent's monster, you can activate this effect. You take no battle damage from that battle. Your opponent gains uh, life points equal to the attacking, attacking monster's attack, and you also return this card to your hand. Okay, so oh, it's like Wing Kribo, but worse. Ah, but you can redo the effect. Ah, well. Interesting. Lateral move, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like the, the what is emerging to be the Kribo's thing of, actually, no, I don't take damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. That's um how could yeah. you damage such a cute little lad with a yeah. rat tail and a bow on it? <laughs> uh, and and the effect of this like ancient force card that she's forced to play is like all monsters become face up, and if you attack, you get destroyed. Like you're not allowed to fight in the forest. Mom yeah. said no. Yeah, um, no fighting, Shakira. Shakira. But what happens is like Frank does this combo where he plays uh, G- Gestalt Trap on Kuribo, which makes it stat zero, uh, and it makes it like unable to die in battle. And um, he he plays this card, Immortal Homeostasis. Basically, like, it damages Luca every turn that she has a monster out that's, like, whose attack is different than its base attack. So yeah. since Kuribo's at zero, she takes damage every turn. And then he plays this card called Edo the Shadow Force, I think, uh, which is, like, a fucking Kingdom Hearts-ass shadow beast, which, like... It's the only card he can have on his side of the field, but it always gets resummoned after it dies. I- so, like... Yep. I am so glad you said the words Kingdom Hearts uh, Shadow Beast for the Beyond Toon world I'm about to do at the end uh, of fuck the Fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yes. Oh, boy. I am prophetic. Um, so basically, Luca gets locked in this combo where, like, Frank just keeps on attacking with Ido. Ido gets destroyed. Uh, Luca loses life points. She can't do anything. And Ido gets resummoned because of its effect. So it's like, it's a pretty solid lock uh, that Frank does. A lot of mm-hmm. dual bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, throughout all this, like, Luca is literally not present in the She's duo. not doing good. Because, um, like, as Dan said earlier, like, she is reading out all her dual distru- instructions, like, in a moment, like, I draw a card, I play a card. But, like, then we keep cutting over to where, like, her mind actually is, which is, like, in the spirit world, dual dimension. Um, and she goes on basically a whole labyrinth-type adventure. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little labyrinth, isn't it? 
Like she rides a unicorn places and stuff like that. Um, jump, and, like, creep, all jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he, Wait, uh, what did you say, Audrey? I said jump, Karibo, jump. Dance, yeah. Karibo. Oh. Dance. Yeah, yeah this... Listen, me, I would... I, I might be a little more forgiving of this this horrible man if he had... You know what? No, I wouldn't be. But I'm just saying, <laughs> there should be a man with a visible bolt in the show. That I'm gonna say Godwin could potentially have some David Bowie vibes, like if he was yeah. drawn in a certain style. Yeah, he just needs to wear some really tight pants with a visible bulge. Um, Fan artist, get on it. He comes over and he says, "Luca, you remind me of the Babe." The Babe. <laughs> the Babe with the power of dueling. <laughs> um, um, she plays Shiny Rapidash at some point. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it is. It is a unicorn. It is literally the same kind of flaming blue gray color that shiny yeah. rapidash is. I mean, I would uh, argue that shiny rapidash stole uh, shiny unicorns' uh, thunder. Mm. No, because shiny rapidash has been a thing since 1999. Bizarre summer. Yeah. Um, important things that happen. Shiny in- rapidash. Yeah, shiny Pokemon were introduced in gold and silver. Oh, neat. Uh, that's right, because of the Red Gyarados. Um, yeah. So, uh... Good, good for them. What I want to point out... I just want to bring up some important things that happen at this point. Number one, uh, uh, Femboy Karibo gets chained. Uh, just gets a big shackle wrapped around it. Uh, number two... Happy. Uh, uh, number two, uh, 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 Professor Frank, uh, summons, uh, uh, the summons uh, Ito, the Supreme Magical Force, which is this big shadow Yeah, dra- Kingdom Hearts Shadow big, Beast. Yeah, big shadow beast. I love this guy. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, sorry. In the dub, it's called Ito? Yeah, Ito. It's, At it's, least I think it's Ito. Yeah, it's Ito. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be id. Huh. That makes As a lot of sense. So That's bad. making a lot more... Yeah, you know? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. You know, from... Id from psychology? From yeah. The psychology my cinematic bl- universe? My blurble id from my show psychology. <laughs> id from Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, because like some, one, of, like one of his other monsters is called like Vicious Ego or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be Ego, Super Ego, and Id. Damn, how come half the cards in Presser Frank's deck are, are, are phallic in shape? What could it mean? <laughs> like I said, I found gagged in Miami. Um, why does your fr- why does Professor Frank have a mommy kink? <laughs> God, but the episode kind of ends with uh, Luca is in that place of spirit world, and she hears like a kind of ominous voice being like, "Oh, Luca, you're here. You have to. You've come to fulfill the promise that you made to protect the spirit world long ago." And Luca is like, "Huh? What?" And then the episode kind of ends. Yeah. Uh... Would- which brings us to episode 19, Spirits World Contaminated, Evil Intent, the Super Demonic Lord Id. Uh, episode 19, Return to the Spirit World, Part 2. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We come back on that voice coming in, be like, you promised to protect the spirit world. Luca is like, no, I didn't. What are you talking about? Um... She doesn't remember any of this shit. Like, she's, she's like, kind of lost in the sauce of, like, she's like, this probably happened. I don't remember any of this. And, like, 
as as they're kind of like running through the forest when uh, mm. Frank attacks him, we hear um, what's the fucking musical instrument that makes the new type flash sound again? Oh, uh, I always forget what it's called. Yeah, the thing. I always want to call it a Mellotron. I know that's not what that is. Oh, I know what you're talking Thurman. about. Um, but you no, you hear that Thurman? instrument. No, no, th- no. Th- Theremin Scooby Doo music. Theremin is the starting to bring up Jimmy Page again, but Theremin is the Jimmy Page instrument to me. Yeah. Um, the, the only uh, Jimmy Page that I respect is my dog reading a book. Um, um, also, I want to say more than more than um, the, like you promised, and Luca being like, "No, I didn't." Uh, it's it's more like uh, <laughs> it's it's more like this dragon being like ancient fairy dragon being like. Yeah, what that deck do? And look at being like, yeah. thing, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how you're here uh, and I'll do your job. But Luca's like, what? Yeah. Speaking speaking of the dragon, as as Luca and Shining Rapidash travel through the forest, they come to kind of like the edge of the forest. Everything's all shady. There's like a dried up riverbed and all the trees are dead. And there's like a huge rock on the other side mm-hmm. uh, with just a fucking like stone petrified dragon sticking out of it. It's kind of like if there was a hole made just for the dragon and the dragon was going into the hole that would, was made just for them. Right. Of course. That's what it's getting. I'm going to, I'm going to Google ancient fairy dragon hole and report back. <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of tantrum hole going on in this. We do. Um, <laughs> um, she she foregore, but now she remember. Yeah, we gotta. I, my notes are like a fucking mess here. I think just because there was a lot going on in this episode, um, so excuse me. Um, there is <laughs> Sarah, excuse me. Excuse, they're calling me Sarah. Excuse me. Um, there is a point uh, that I wanted to mention at which um, you say is like looking at the duel at which you know he's looking at the duel in real life at which the two duelists are both literally like a catatonic like dueling in a complete rote monotone and you say is like hmm, something isn't right here and then he goes to like sort some shit out. Yeah. Um, he turns up later like on the duel field to help. Uh, but I also wanted to shout out that not only is Luca like unconscious dealing catatonically, but Lua in the stands has also like fallen That's asleep. That's right. Um, which I think is important to mention for later. Um, yeah. We never see like what kind of if Lua has gone to a special place. Um, it's well, we'll see him. We do see him a it, bit later. It's yeah, just it sort comes of back. Um, but yeah, we eventually get like a flashback. Um, of whenever Luca was first three years old in a coma in the spirit world, and like what? No, she's eight on? now in this. Wait, how old? Wait, oh. I thought she was eleven. No, no, I'm saying like she was three when she started doing. She was eight when she went into the spirit world. And oh, now she's eleven. Wait, really? Yeah, oh, I thought she was. Th- oh. uh. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was like for a month when she was eight. No, no, it was when she was three. It was an incident that happened eight years ago. Oh, I, I was right. Hell yeah. Whatever. Anyway. How does it feel to be wrong, uh, Bucks? We see... Whatever. I've never been wrong in my life. Uh, God's stronger soldier. We see ancient fairy dragon. This thing looks fucking cool. See, it might This thing looks say, cooler this thing than... This looks like shit. This... Yeah, Stardust this and... Hmm. Uh, Max and I are pro ancient fairy dragon. Sarah is anti-Dan. I, I never said... Land. I, I, I never said good. I was anti-ancient fairy dragon. I just said it looks like shit. I didn't say that that was bad. Uh, 
Okay, okay I guess. Sometimes look, things that look like shit are good. Here, here's here's the current D rankings. Number one is Black Rose Dragon. It's not particularly oh, yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, number two is Ancient Fairy Dragon. Uh, and then there's a really long gap in the list, and Red Demon's Dragon is up, then is third, and then uh, Stardust Dragon's right below it in, in bottom. Uh-huh. Okay. These two are so much fucking cooler than the other ones. It's uh, like a fucking... It's, it's, it's Milotic. It's like a bug-type Milotic. Right. Is Milotic a bug thing or a Pokemon thing? Milotic is like a... It's an oarfish Pokemon, so it's like very long and flowy and, and has like... Oh, yeah, yeah, cool the one you posted. And, posted yeah, in... It, it, it. See, the thing is, Milotic sounds like a kind of like phlegmatic, choleric, bucolic-type psychology thing. <laughs> Ancient um, Fairy Dragon has all of her humors in balance, thank you very much. Yeah, she's Milotic. Um... <laughs> I mean, but I guess basically what happened... It was supposed to be, like, melodic, but okay. <laughs> I, well, I, I always said melodic when I was a kid. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the bastards at Bulbapedia to look at the name origin of Milotic. Uh, Milotic <laughs> may be a combination of the Venus de Milo and aquatic, melodic, exotic, or lotic. Uh, so we're both right. Yeah. Yep, none of us have ever been wrong in our lives. As That's a so true. <laughs> um... But the, the incident of eight years ago, of three years of the three years old Luca was I don't know she was in the spirit world and the spirits were like oh there's an ancient evil that's gonna like come and fuck us up and we need you to to protect his us. His name is Frank. Um and his name is Professor Frank. Um and so Luca is like yeah that sounds cool I mean I guess my parents are always fucking off on business trips I'm really lonely I hate my though, family so I guess I'll just like stay here that's cool that's cool. Um, so we, we get, like, quite a nice shot of, like, her and a bunch of, like, other, um, Pokemon creatures, brackets, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and, like, Ancient Fairy Dragon comes and, like, gives her a big hug with the wings, and it's like, oh, it's all nice. Um, but then we see a bit where, like, Lua is like, um, Luca, please, my sister, please come back, please come back. Um, and it eventually turns out that Lua basically called her back from the spirit world, um, she heard her brother's voice and, and returned home, which this will come back later. Um, yes. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, it's, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> She's a defender. She's got to defend the spirit world. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Importantly enough, she doesn't actually, like, play the dragon. Like, yeah. Because someone else has the card, but, like, the dragon exists. Because, again, it's a real dragon. It's not a card spirit. It's a fucking living being. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I was wondering about this. Hmm, Audrey? I said, and it's fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, it's she's not angry. too pleased with the way things have gone up until now. Yeah. Um, yeah coming back to life through the power of mad online. Yeah. <laughs> Me every morning. Um... Uh, Professor Frank is gone, sicko mode. Uh, yes. You can tell because his his irises and peoples get really tiny. Yeah. And he becomes scary Frank. Yeah, and now he's like he's yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering about like, oh, oh there's a, there's someone who wants your the, the powers of your dealing, but I don't even want the power. I just want to defeat you and own you in the marketplace of ideas, Luca. It's so funny that like. Because I think, I, unless I just completely spaced out while taking notes, like, the evil that Ancient Fairy Dragon was talking about actually is Frank. Yeah, because, like, he appears in the spirit world. 
and like yes. these like shadows pulling at his feet and spreading throughout the world and making it crumble and fuck up. Um, so my my interpretation of it was that Frank is a part of the ancient evil. That it's not Frank okay, itself, sure. but it's like Frank as a representative. Of He's this the harbinger. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely something okay. bigger afoot. Yeah, because they said. I mean, this might just be again like I'm watching uh, watching with fan subs. Um, yeah. but specifically ancient fairy, uh, dragon refers to the evil ones as in plural. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think we had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think what it is, is that like Frank is, you know, again, like, uh, an avatar or whatever of, yeah. of, the- uh, yeah, the, like all the, all the, the shit that Crimson Dragon put in there. The assumption I made, and like I have this in my notes, is that like Godwin is a re- like is the person who w- literally wants to like exploit and control the spirit world for his own purposes, like Godwin and Clown yeah. Baby and Sicko Professor and stuff. Um, and that like, but I, I'm kind of assuming that will be explored later. Um, like it that that just seems the obvious connection. Yeah, we, to we have, made, but it's not really mentioned in the episode. Right, we have enough of, like, a lore set up yeah. that, like, yeah. My my guess is that there's something that's going to be, like, the Nazca version of Zork, basically. And oh, that's right. what Godwin is trying to get to, because it's... Yeah, yeah you're right, this is Yu-Gi-Oh! that we're watching. Right. And yeah, the... because it's something that's insanely powerful. So it's going to be, like, the Nazca version of Zork. Um, but, like, there are others... Uh, anyone who's, like, working towards reviving that entity is automatically put into like the same evil yeah he's like well he's one of the fucking 13 darknesses or whatever an an agent of that evil basically right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. uh the way she kind of gets out of the situation eventually is like she realizes that whoever like is gonna lose if someone wins the duel and someone loses like their soul is gonna be like trapped in this dimension forever so yeah. she plays she plays this card called oberon's prank which is funny and you know like it, again fairy deck oberon king of fairies yeah um it basically it it just dest- i think it destroys everything on the field and then like deals equal damage to both players based on what was destroyed so like frank and Lu- luca both lose their life points so they, they both lose the duel so like i guess you it doesn't even matter you say is gonna fight I guess, like, whoever in the finals then, I guess. Because you just, like, move it on ahead. Yeah. Or no, I, wait. Is he going to fight Bomber? I don't remember. Nah, I, Who cares? I, like, I thought it was really interesting how, especially in this duel, like, neither of these duelists' intention is so much to win. Like, you know, Luca is there because she, like, is legally obligated to because she signed up for a tournament. Brackets, her brother signed her up for a tournament. And, like, now she's here and she, like, has to compete. And, she do- like, she doesn't really care about winning. She's just like, okay, I guess I'll do this. And then fucking Professor Frank, I, you know, I guess by the end, he's like, I want to win. But like, he is specifically here to duel in such a way that reveals her as one of the signers. Like, right. his goal is not to win. And I just find that really interesting, especially that we end up in this situation at the end where like, no one could win or else that's yeah. bad. Whoever wins, we lose. Mm. Uh, but they both they both come out and they both pass out and like Yusei picks up Luca and, and, and dramatically carries her off stage. Yeah, it's so tender. Uh, and like she, she eventually like kind of regains her strength as Lua also wakes up in the firmery. Um, and then Yusei like as Luca runs off, Yusei looks up and like fucking stares daggers up into the tower where Godwin and Jaeger are like, you know, looking extremely evil. Yeah, I really like because I think the implication is that like 
the like because the reason that she doesn't pass out for a whole month like happened when she was three and the reason that she can come back from the spirit world is because lua was also there like sharing his strength with her um, yeah yeah oh yeah they, they very they very much have like a fucking twin link thing going yeah. on yeah because i get th- like there is a whole bit where she's in the spirit world and having a bad time and she's like oh my god lua lua please like call me back i want to leave please help me leave like you did last time and i think like lua like appears unto her and is like nah man like i'll be here like protecting you and supporting you but like you gotta fight and that's when she you she gotta does fight. fight yeah um uh and and lastly we see some shadowy figure like spinning the ancient fairy dragon card in their hands so someone here has it uh, i don't know yeah, i don't think it was necessarily godwin or jaeger because it's like in shadow you can't see any features you just see the card spinning but yeah. like someone has it yeah that yeah, okay that makes sense actually because i was wondering i was like she doesn't have the card for the dragon so how is she that it's all coming together yeah it's all coming together the show is written competently fucked up <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. We wrote it! <laughs> it's written. It's written. It, it is written. Uh, and that's the episode. That's pretty much the episode. I feel like there's, there was quite a lot of nuance in this one that, like, it would worth so much time to talk about, but I think we covered all the basics. Yeah. Um, I would just encourage, walked in handing me bread. I would encourage listeners to go and watch Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds because it's a fucking good show. Yes. It's part of it. It's... So, Audrey, you said you had, like, something about a Beyond Tomb world? Yes, I do. Um... Fuck yeah. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Tomb World! Yeah, so um, today I want to talk about Maki Doi. Um, Maki Doi is the seiyu for Ancient Fairy Dragon, um, but she has a really interesting history. She was actually most active um, in like re- more retro shoujo anime in particular. She was pretty active throughout Ooh. the 80s and 90s. Um, she, you may recognize her as Queen Serenity in Sailor Moon. Um, I know her. Yeah, so not Princess Serenity, obviously, but her her mother. Um, uh, and uh, sorry, not Maki Mikadoi. That's what I meant. Uh, and um, Max, you you would probably appreciate this most of everyone here. Um, her probably her best known role these days is Kobe in One Piece. Oh my God! I fucking oh. I miss that guy. Yeah, so she's Kobe in One Piece. Is he still kidnapped? Um, She was also Tutiki in Moomin, in the the 1990 uh, Moomin show. Um, And her other really well-known role is um, Akagi Naoko in uh, Genesis, Ritsuko's mom. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she played Ritsuko's mom. She's also been the voice of Daisy Duck in all of the Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck um, yeah. And has done a number of uh, dubs as well. Um, in particular, she is one of the go-to voices for Julia Roberts. Um, <laughs> nice. 
So has played Julia, has dubbed Julia Roberts in Flatliners, Sleeping with the Enemy, Hook, Stepmom, Mom, Aaron Brockovich, The Mexican, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Duplicity, and Mother's Day. Wow. Um, so those, I mean, she's been like in a bunch of stuff. Like I said, she started her first uh, role was uh, Tokimeki Tonight, uh, playing uh, Miru in two episodes in 1982. So she's been in this for a long time. Um, she was in Minky Momo. She was in um, Fortress Macross as Misa Hayase. Um, which, I don't know how much Macross you've watched. Uh, none. None, yeah. I'll so, get to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. I know there's planes. <laughs> and they transform. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's, she's continued to do uh, things throughout she's going to be in the upcoming uzumaki series which i'm really looking forward to she's playing yukie there um, Believe it. but um and she also um in uh here here for you uh sarah she plays um haruhi's mom in uh or uh oran cool i'm the oran guy now the, good, i mean you cosplay me. it yeah <laughs> i mean you did yeah cosplay. i did that I understand it was for a bit, but you did cosplay. No, I, listen, I gotta commit to the bit. I gotta commit um, to the bit. I diagnose you with host club. I've been diagnosed with host disease. Um, so, hell yeah. I'm called having a parasite. Those are like the big ones. She's also like, a, she does like a lot of like voiceover work in terms of like narration. Um, Ooh. So, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's Mika Doi. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thinking about host club, but it's just that all of them have parasites. <laughs> Thank you, Mikunoi. I can definitely love the imagine episode of that show. Fairy Dragon being played by Julia Roberts. It just makes sense. Oh, you want to know a really funny role that she dubbed? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Jill Jigsaw's wife in the Saw movies. <laughs> oh, uh, Doctor. That's Dr. A, a very Audrey ass role. Yeah, Dr. Audrey core role. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well. <sighs> Questies. That's voice acting. Is questies. Uh, we don't have any on Twitter. We don't have any on Tumblr. So these are all Discord questies. Um, so let's see. I th- there's a couple ones that we got last week that came in before uh, the episode was posted. So going back to those from friend of the show, Weighted Training Drill Hair Ornament. So excited that y'all are going to understand my nickname 15 episodes in. What is the most obscure nickname you and the Yu-Gi-Oh! Pro Tags have had? Make them up if necessary. Oh, those are the the, the previous. The, 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 these are from last week, but I figured we might as well just like get through them too. Um, yeah. This isn't an obscure nickname, but people did call me Maxi Pad in high school. Great. Mm. Um, in high school, people called me Squigs because of my uh, wild curly hair. Mm. I, that's, I that's a cool nickname. I used to. Uh, I was Sarah Corndog for quite a while. Um, that's, a, that's a great name. Corndog's my good. Son- my summer camp nickname was Mouse, and my college nickname was Pixie Fingers. Okay, but was it a male mouse? <laughs> it, wasn't. it was a non-binary mouse. Good. Fuck yeah. Good. Uh, Jaeger would be able to tell that. He would say, that's Jaeger a non-binary mouse. Because <laughs> Jaeger is one. Um, <laughs> Cass also asks, hey, what if they were witches who were also knights, like some kind of warrior nun? That'd be pretty cool. That's kind of like, that's like what Gundam is about. What? Okay. 
sequel series to Witch from Mercury, oh, like, uh, Night from Mercury, nice. The Night from Nights, Jupiter. Like uh, uh, the fucking Jean d'Arc. The the Battle Sisters from Forty uh, K. From Warhammer, yeah. <laughs> like the Battle Toads. Uh, <laughs> like Blister the Battle Toad. Cass also asks, assemble a witch coming from female Yu-Gi-Oh characters. What's their evil plot? How do the sexist pig pro tags foil their entirely correct evil plot? Mm. See, I think we, because obviously we have like Mai and the Harpy Ladies are one witch coven. There's like the sure. Black Rose witch coven. I just think there's like uh-huh. a lot of rival witch covens. What about Miho? I mean, she's... Who? Who? I mean, she's like a secret one. Nobody knows about her. But... She's the secret unlockable witch coven. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Because no she's one the... can find her. Yeah, the arch yeah. witch. The witch pope. Pope. Um, She's the witch pope. Just like in Wheel of and their oh. and their pl- and their plot is to uh, make women characters get respected in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, they, the the sexist pig protagonists foiled their entirely correct evil plot. Just <laughs> they haven't won it, yet. They beat her in a duel. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, Manjame Blunder asks, what is your favorite dragon design in the series so far? And by it's... all series, and by series, I mean 5D specifically. This uh, it's, it's, it's Black Rose. Like It's Black Rose. Yeah, it's it's Black very Rose. good, yeah. Yeah. Personally, I do it's like, like, I do like all the dragons. I haven't, I, I guess I don't like the really red one that like, uh, just looks like a big fucked up guy. Red Demon's Dragon. <laughs> but the rest are good. They're, they're fun designs. Uh, Danny Weed Eyes Dragon asks, would the dub be improved if Jack spoke in an Elvis impression? I mean, oh! the thing is, I I don't think it would be, though it would be extremely funny if he did it in, like, one episode. There is a guy who does an Elvis impression in GX who appears, like, for, like, fu- he appears for, like, 30 <laughs> seconds as, like, a random duelist, like, dueling, uh, uh, fucking, uh, the high kid. Um, uh, that does sound like oh, uh, one of those days. Like, yeah. oh, fucking Sean Chambles in the studio are like, yeah. all right, do Elvis. We had Goku this time. do a Elvis. Uh, just go a little. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, the 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 most mileage you could ever get out of an Elvis voice in Yu-Gi-Oh would have to be like a single one-off duos because that is such like a fucking yeah. specific voice that like it yeah. would get old really fucking yeah, fast. I remember he was Elroy yeah. Prescott. And in like Shut up. The, the sub he was like some Latin dude. Uh I, I think I'll Yeah, uh, Pope Exodius the third. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh now for this week's questions. Uh Last week's guest of the show, Sam, number one Akiza enjoyer, asks, "What's your favorite example of a random character with a perfectly normal name amongst insane anime bullshit names?" Well, this isn't anime, but Paul and Jessica from Dune are. They're just that's just they're just called Paul and Jessica. That's just his name. Yeah. That's, yeah. There was someone I was thinking of recently. Uh, oh God, I can't remember. It was in like. Uh, I think it might have been a video game character. Oh, oh! I think I remember. I remember now. It, it's a. Uh, I. It's not an anime, but please, but bear with me. Uh, Kyle Katarn from uh, the Legends Canon. Yeah, he's, he's Star Wars Kyle. names are always so fascinating to me. Uh huh. Like there are normal names in Star Wars, but Kyle is just so a normal on a level that that is different from calling someone like. Calling a guy who works at a farm Luke. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I get what you're going for. Uh-huh. Um, I think... Mm. Oh, I was just going to say that um, this is sort of the the joke of her name, but all the character names in Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei are puns. Um, mm. And there's one character uh, named Fuka, um, which is... Um, Oh no. God. Sorry. I'm trying to remember what her name is, but her name literally ne- means normal. Um, her <laughs> name it's, it's Futsu, uh like and her whole thing is that she doesn't want to she wants to stand out. So she's like don't call me normal. Futsu to you. Don't call me normal. So like it's really funny. <laughs> I don't know. I just think normal's my middle name. Um, um and of course I, there's Jin Yuki. That is not a normal name. <laughs> In what world is Jaden Yuki a normal name? J- Jaden, sure, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think f- for me, I always go to Gundam. I found it. Her name oh, is Nami- her name is Namihito, a girl whose only trait is that she's completely ordinary. Um, Great, which she considers boring and undesirable. Her name derives from the Japanese term Hitoname, uh, ordinary. Great, excellent, <laughs> tremendous. Um, I always go to Gundam for this because you get you get such a delightful mix. Mm-hmm. You have characters with regular ass Japanese names like Hayato Kobayashi, um, and then in that in like the same series, fucking Paptimus Sirocco. Yeah, we've got the then zucchini it, panini of Rekugista and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, fucking bring stabity. Great, <laughs> come on. Uh, all right. Um, Shadow Sandbag asks, what is the best song from the initial D soundtrack? Pass. That's a tough one. It's the... Yeah, Deja Vu. Yeah, Deja Vu. I have heard that song. It's a very good song. I like Gas, 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 and those are the two initial D songs I know. There's Gas, Gas, Gas. There's Deja Vu. There's definitely more than I can immediately remember. But, I mean, Running in the 90s is a classic, but uh, I-, I think it's got to be Deja... No, it's got to be Gas. Uh, gas, Gas, Gas. Yeah, um, I have a mod for Left 4 Dead 2 that replaces uh, the uh, the Escape song with uh, Gas, Gas, Gas. And it works every time. Fantastic. That's pretty good. Uh, Hornmeister. Wait, No. I skipped one. Kirby. Kirby the Cleric asks, when you make a promise, do you prefer to make it on your pinky, a loved one's grave, your own life, immortal duelist soul, or some celestial body, some such as the moon? Mm. Well, I don't make promises very often. I'm I swear on my life. My, my pinky is always there, so it's easy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I have made pinky promises with people. There's also... I, yeah, I made pinky promises. I am yeah. now thinking of the bit in... Uh, in a Jurgenet, uh, where it's like you swear to Marshall, uh, Marshall Bowman. Uh, I, you know what? Someone who, if, if I'm thinking of like characters who I know about through podcasts, I would swear to Kyle, or I would swear to Kyle XY. <laughs> he's, not, he's not allowed to. He's he's not allowed to know those words. <laughs> um, he's the superhero of the soul. <laughs> He's remarkable. You could be a cleric. Also, ask if Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Beasts was cast with Song of the Hedgehog characters. Who would be who? Okay. We can't. Uh, we can't. We don't have time for the entire cast here. I don't think. So I'll just give limit us three. myself. 
I, I will limit myself to the four Ds that have been revealed. Yeah, do so do far. the do the signers. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. We'll we'll meet the fifth D at some point, but for now, obviously, uh I'm thinking it's gotta be Shadow for uh it's gotta be Shadow for uh you say. Uh, sure, uh, of course. Uh then we for uh Jack Atlas, naturally it's gotta be his uh eternal boyfriend, Sonic. Uh, I feel like Jack Silver Atlas also is works the master of faster. He does gotta go fast. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I could also make him Jet the Hawk, but I don't feel like doing that. Um, uh, no, you know what? Jet, Jet the Hawk gets to be Hunter Chase. Uh, uh, let's see. And let's see. We've got uh, uh, Akiza. Um, I feel. I, I, I guess the most obvious one would be Amy Rose. She's she's got like the whole. Flower Rose is in her name. It's yeah. Rose. Yep. It's, yep. It, I guess it's gotta be her. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna put on a coffee. I, I wanted her to be like the cool British uh, '90s uh, Amy Rose, who Amy has Rose. like who has like big spiky hair and has a cross. Amy Rose in it. I saw Amy, Amy Rose in it. Yeah, Amy Rose from uh, Sonic the Comet. Uh, Amy Rose, and, not drink water. And for our fourth, Amy Rose, you want a bottle blast? Yeah, and for our first, for our fourth D Luna, I'm thinking Cosmo from Sonic X. Uh, you could probably swap them around if you want. You know what? No, uh, Luna. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I'll make Luna Cosmo from Sonic X. And Luca's Wanda. Uh, great. Uh huh. Um, let's see. So next, solid snacks. Now that you've seen four of the Ds of five Ds, what do you expect the fifth D to look like? Oh, okay. I, I, I can't answer this. It's, I already know who the fifth D is. It's so, gotta be a machine. It's gotta be a machine dragon. Oh, mm. the dragon. I don't remember what the dragon looks like. So okay. What else would the D be referring to? Okay, okay, well, see, the thing is, I was like, hang on the a second. Sign- we actually... We don't know. Yeah, I was thinking of the signer. The fifteen. Oh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't fucking care about the characters. I care about the dragons. Okay, it's just because I now that I was like, hang on a second, who is the fifty going to be? I actually started paying attention to the OP and I noticed the five characters who do show up in it, and I said, hmm, interesting. That's Godwin. Well, G- Godwin appears in front of every dragon symbol too. Like, but he is the fifth character in the OP, so like. I don't think I, he's a... I couldn't tell because I felt like there was another character before him and I just couldn't identify yeah, I don't think I... because I didn't know what that person looked like. Because so... I'm pretty sure they show each tattoo twice. The first time it's the signer, the second time it's Godwin. Because he's like evil and there's like five different shots of Godwin making penis face. But, but uh, Maybe I'm okay. wrong. Either, either they, because they show both of the twins. So either both of the twins are a signer each, which I don't know what that would chief, or it's just straight up Godwin. No. I, okay. Reg- regardless, I think there was another. There was another silhouette between the twins and Godwin. Godwin. I'm like sure. Rega- regardless, I think the, the, the I think the question is just what that dragon. Yeah. Like. What, what does that dragon do? look like? Yeah. Okay. It's so got to be got, a machine dragon, we've right? We've got plant. We've got fairy. We've got light. We've got fire. Uh, darkness or fire, you know. Mm. Because I was going to say, if it's fire, then the other one's probably darkness. If it's darkness, the other... Mm. I also can't answer the dragon because I Wait, did... Wait, have, have we gotten a water one? Oh, yeah, uh, water... I feel like ancient or fairy ice. dragon could feasibly have some kind of, like, you know, rejuvenating waters type power. I think ancient fairy dragon might be light-aligned. 
It's 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 because there's only six attributes, right? So the question, my question is like, my guess is wind. My guess is that if it if it really is going, if we're going down that track, then the villain's going to be dark attribute. So we have light, we have wind, we have earth, right? Red red dragon archfiend is uh, dark. Oh really? Um, okay, then never mind. I I don't know. But but I know we haven't seen water yet, so maybe a water guy. Yeah. I'd like a water guy. guy. Yeah, ice dragon would be cool. Penguin dragon, dragon. Penguin dragon when bring back Penguin um, dragon. Fucking crump or whatever his name was. Crump. Yeah, crump was a signer all along. Make him crunk. Make him crump. Uh, Hornmeister asks, which Frank from a pop, across pop culture is your favorite? Well, I gotta go with Frank from the movie Frank. What? You know the movie Frank? Frank in... Oh, yes. Featuring I mean, Frank? I mean, oh, what the fuck is this thing? Ugh. Oh, it's fucking great. It's a great movie. Ugh. Michael it's Fassbender's bad. inside there. It's so good. It's, yeah. Let me look at this guy. This guy I don't, I don't, I don't like the cut of this guy's jib. Dr. Frankenfurter, thank you. Oh, oh right, yeah. this guy. Um, I, I mean, it's got to be Frank Reynolds. I think. Oh, that's good. All right. In 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 the interest of having different answers, uh, the Punisher. I was about to say Castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Solid Snack asks, "Do you like the five D's curry bow variant being used by a secondary character? Or would you rather have preferred it stuck with the protagonist?" I, mean, I, I think, think it's good. Guy. Actually, it's good because yeah, it's a fairy. If it fits with uh, fits with Lucas' whole deck. And me. also, yeah. like, there, there's no reason, like. Uh, yes, Karibo and DM was like Yugi's card or whatever, but it was hardly like a signature card, you know, the way Karibo yeah, obviously bite. is and winged Karibo was for Judai. It also, yeah. well, I'd, winged Karibo got used a lot less by Judai than I kind of assumed it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, oh, every single duel, like winged Karibo saves the day. It's, it shows up in like every other duel, it feels like. Uh, I feel every like it couple. shows up like... 25% of the time. Yeah. That's still a lot. Yeah, yeah I guess. It's not, but it, it uh, to Sarah's point, the, like, it's weird, it was weird that that was his, like, spirit card, where it was, when it wasn't his ace, where that was Flame Wing Man, you know? Like. Yeah, like, I just assumed that because the first episode of GX, <coughs> we have Buff Yugi being like, hello, take this card, it's calling your name, and then it's not played that much. Yeah. Mm. But I like that Luca has it. Yeah. Yeah, it works better with, like, a kid character. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, say is so, like, serious. say is an adult man. Yeah. Yeah, he needs, like, a fucking Hot Topic Karibo if he, he does He needs goth Karibo. Uh-huh. Or, like, a fucking Karibo wearing an old-timey, like, black is, helmet. He should get rid of An evil Karibo. Like, there's an evil Haro. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Evil I'm like also looking up Evil Karibo. Oh, yeah, there's an evil look. Oh, uh, yeah, with, it's the fucker with the Kuribabalon. He has, like, he's evil and he has fangs and a horn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It says there's a fucking evil Karibo in Pyramid of Light. I don't remember that thing, but it was 100 years ago, so who can really say? I'm looking at pictures um, of Magic Karibo, and I love to see this little man. Creepo's cool. Get him on eBay for one point ninety 
Oh, that's not bad at all. Uh, Solid Snack also asks, do you think there's any meaning or importance in Luka using classic Yugi cards, Swords of Revealing Light, Hordes and the Unicorn, and a Kribo variant? Probably not, especially yeah. since you mentioned it. I think it's just, I, these are the kid cards. I definitely noticed Horn and the Unicorn. I was like, oh shit, that thing goes on Feral Imp. I just, I like it. I, I like that, you know, it, it fits really well with Luka's theme. It was really like, funny it. watching it go on to a unicorn, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's just two horns. Oh, you've already got one. It's a it's a condom. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Keep Catherine the Teradyne asks. <laughs> so, would a dual therapist bill you by the turn, and would beating them be considered progress? This one would, yeah. Probably yes to both. Bill you by the turn is a very funny concept. <laughs> he plays Swords of Revealing Light. It's like, oh motherfucker, you're just running up the bill. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can answer this because I'm on Medicaid. Uh, I don't know what therapist billing is actually like. I, I get that shit. It's rough. Um, I can say, um, as the child of a psychiatrist, um, I know what my mother's rates were, and she was like the second least expensive therapist in psychiatrist in the county. Oh my god. So, Oof. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oof. Um, that's a lot. So but yeah, in, in Neo Domino, they bail you by the turn. Yeah. But that's like good. but that's like good. the the reason that you would go to therapy is because you're a bad dealist. Yeah. So so yeah. them billing you by the turn right. is just like, well, get because better. Remember, remember that is a moral failing. Being yeah. a bad dealist exactly. is a moral failing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a bad person. Uh, and that's that's pretty much our questions. Yeah. yeah I can't. I I, I, I don't know that. if I have a skit in me right now. I did it at the start of the episode. That's it. That's all I got. Hmm. Great stuff. Uh, Great stuff, everyone. Good. Yes, you, that that's a Yu-Gi-Oh. Hey, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, plugs. Plugs. Dan. All right, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find those places at biggerchallenge.card.co. That includes uh, uh, my other podcast, The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm hopefully going to get an episode up uh, sometime today or tomorrow where we will be talking about some UK Sonic comics. Uh, you can hear more about my Amy, <laughs> Amy Rose. Rose is British. <laughs> yeah, the British Amy Rose that I talked about on there. She's got a crossbow. She's great. Uh, you can listen. Whoa. You can listen to uh, video games, the movie, the podcast, video game movie review podcast. I do with my friend Maxi. We're recording tonight. Uh, it's a little. It's a. If it's a very special episode, you'll learn about it when it comes out. Uh, Ooh. Uh, you can li- You can go to my Twitter, Tumblr, Bigger Challenge, uh, co-host, Big Challenges. Uh, at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, uh, recently, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day, Xbox. Uh, Check out my Xbox. It's uh, my sister's birthday. Nice. Uh, my Fur Affinity, where I post stuff I have commissioned. It's great stuff. Like uh, like uh, Rover from Pi- Rover from Animal Crossing as a red mage. That's one mm-hmm. of those things. Mm. Red um, Rover, Red Rover. Yeah, um, that's it for me, so I'll hand it over to Sarah. 
I'm Sarah McCostumes. You can find me on the internet everywhere at Sarah McCostumes. And you can find all the other podcasts I do in my Twitter bio. Popcorn Max. That's all I'm saying. Cool. <laughs> I'm Max. My other podcasts are Ralku Robot about Gundam. It's on Twitter, Ralku Podcast. Uh, taking a hiatus because my life is hell. And after March ends, I'll be free to do things again. Wow, what a concept. Uh, stay tuned for G-Witch in April and also 0080 in April. And my other show is Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast. Uh, at Slappers Only Pod on Twitter. Wouldn't you believe it? Also on hiatus until April. See you then. Uh, Audrey. <laughs> I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, and co-host at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. If you want to know more about that, you should listen to my other podcast called Prime Cuts, which I do with friend of the show. Uh, Nero, it's a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm also starting a new New York foodie podcast on oh the God. Moonshot Network called I'm Fuck Eating yeah. Here. Um, hey! <laughs> um, with a, a good friend of mine, um, which I don't have, we haven't gotten our first episode together yet, but um, I'll have more news for you when that comes out. We have gotten our cover art, it looks so good, I'm so excited about it. Um, and uh, I also have been cast in an audio drama that no one else here knows anything about. Yeah, no um, one else here knows anything about that. <laughs> um, and uh, don't have more information about that at this time, but believe yeah, no me, you'll be. <laughs> but believe me, you'll be hearing about it from multiple sources probably when there is more information to be had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not me though. <laughs> Definitely not, Sarah. Um, and we're uh, Pot of Greed. You can find us on Noise Space. Um, along with a bunch of other uh, shows. Uh, you can also, if you like what you're hearing, you can support our work uh, through our Patreon. Um, if you give us uh, $5 a month, you get to hear yourself at the end of every episode, like these lovely folks. Colton Crow, Emery, Joel. Hey, Audrey, you got to do the voice. Oh, I thought that was just, we were reserving that just for the middle of the episode, but okay. Uh, sure. uh, oh, it could be, you know, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, though. Uh, but but it could be the, the 10, one of the extra $10 incentives is you get your voice read extra enthusiastically. So we uh, just do normal voice Okay, so Audrey, voice. you have to do this, uh, the least amount of enthusiasm. Yeah, sound, sound really bored like you don't like them. Yeah, like you've you've been hypnotized to be your mind I, in the dual spirit right. realm, and this okay. is just your body saying the... the so the if you give us $5, you can be read out at the end of the episode, like Colton Crow and Emery and Joel Thomas and more haunting the morgue and Riley Hopkins and Shadow Sandbag. Thank you, Audrey. Damn, I felt like I was just watching an episode of Daria. <laughs> Listen, I'm a '90s kid. <laughs> I'm a true '90s kid. Don't forget. Um, thank you so much for your support. Um, if you give us one, if you just throw one dollar away, you get access to bonus episodes. Um, uh, Ten dollars, you get. Uh, all these things plus you get a actual real life care package sent to you uh once a year with actual real life physical things so thank you thanks uh that's us bye see you next time for whatever the hell lands in the feed next uh we're recording at the end of march it's a normal time of the year for a lot of normal podcasts yeah it's Um, really normal uh i set myself face down and I'm getting very sleepy. Oh, you're getting sleepy. I shout. Thanks, Dracula. I shout, yay, we have an emergency on our hands. An end of my term. <laughs> I set myself face down and identified uh, the rat as a male rat thanks to its huge balls. Yeah, because um, you're, you're face down and you can see it closer. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're on eye level with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. On ball level with it. Yeah. Um, I, I set myself face down and 
fucking go back to writing my trigon pattern instructions. Goodbye. Peach. 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 Peach.